Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Okay. 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 I'm too loud. Wait. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. Is it true that that was a like a thing by Justin Timberlake? I mean, it can't be because I'm sure that's been around since before he was a thing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Maybe he did a cover. No, I, I vaguely remember that this is a point of contention, whether it was Justin Timberlake or somebody else. Who wrote the jingle? Like yes. the melody? Yes. No way. Because it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> modern thing. It's not something that existed in the it. 70s and 80s. And I think it was. Like I, a, I feel like I heard it in the 90s, which I guess, to be fair, Justin Timberlake was around then. He was. But was he Mickey Mouse Club Justin Timberlake or was he pop star Justin Timberlake? No, see, he definitely did this when he was pop star um, Timberlake. Wrote it, though. Are you you searching it right now, by the way? Yes, I am. That seems wild to me. I mean, if it was him, he really would be a savant and he should have just stuck with singing jingles. Well, I guess, no, I guess this career path he took is probably better. Oh, wait, no, okay. Yeah. There's a disputed claim. Complete bullshit? No, it's Pusha T that wrote it. What? <laughs> what? Um, there's a huh? whole, yeah, you, like, there's a whole thing. Um, so, the I'm Loving It jingle, it's, it came up in the early 2000s. And, yeah. So, the, oh, because there was a version of the track featuring Justin Timberlake, Pharrell Williams, and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's why people thought that Timberlake did it, but it was but actually it was Pusha, Pusha T. T. Yeah. What else did Pusha T do? That I mean, I know that name, but Same. like, I I, I I can't place him onto anything. But yeah, the, I mean, it's producer. It, the, singer, I I, I don't know much of it, like off off the top of my head. But you can just like YouTube search, I'm loving it, Pusha T or something, and and there's a whole bunch of like videos about this <laughs> topic that I watched years ago. His full name is Terence LeVar Thornton. That sounds wrong. Terence LeVar Thornton. Thornton. He sounds very, very classy. Pusha T. Pusha T is a. That's a good rap name. Have you Pusha ever considered T? what yours would be? Uh, no, John's taken. Yeah. And then mine would be ironic. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, John's not a small guy. That's a good point. Yeah. What would your rap name be? Um. Hmm. Does it have to involve our real name? I guess. Yeah. To some extent. Well, well not really. Like Lil Yachty. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe like J-Man. What's up, J-Man? Is that a thing? No. Nate Dogg is taken. Yep. 
Mm. Nate Shitsu. Because you're also can't, you're also Asian and you have a Shitsu. I don't think I could ever become a rapper. Like, it feels like a very intense music culture. The cult, just the culture, is what you're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> that made me sound very racist. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, like, okay. I've hung out with hip-hop people before. Yeah, hip-hoppers. Hip-hoppers. <laughs> and every time, every single time before the night ends, there will always be... Gun a, battle. <laughs> Shootout. Like a, like Drive-by. A, like, a, like a rap battle. Not, not a rap battle. More like a cypher, I guess, where someone will play a track and then everyone just starts taking turns rapping. Is cypher like a real term like that? Because BTS, the rap line, they have a couple ciphers. I thought that was the thing they made up. I don't know what the definition of a cipher is, so I might be talking out of my ass here. Mm. But usually it's when just like a bunch of rappers take turns and go, but they're not necessarily like battling. Yeah, they're, it's, it's crazy. Not like a, it's not like a competition between two people. They're working it's together. Just, yeah, exactly. That's to sweet. make to make rap magic. Yeah, I don't get how that works, man. Like I have like a tiny bit of experience in doing like rhymes on on my feet because th- through theater and improv and stuff. Yeah, but to really come out with like lyrical flow. Is uh, yeah. to come up with lyrical flow, make it up on the go. You don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh, it, was, it, was, it was good for a while. Um, I, I I can't fathom it either. Like I can kind of do it, but not at the rate a rapper could. Like yeah. if I if you gave me like a nice song or something where I can you know it, it goes slower, you can yeah. come up with the words and all that. Like on the spot, like like. If you give me like five minutes, I could probably write a couple verses mm-hmm. that not not good, <laughs> but will rhyme. Yeah. If you give me a second, that will work to my detriment. <laughs> but don't just be hesitant and just give me a m- moment. <laughs> I can watch Hamilton. That's what helps. Yeah, just yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda yeah, style. Yeah, we're both like decent starters, but the end kind of yeah, we lose it, right? Like John, <laughs> Ra- like John Ralphio. <laughs> um, yeah, but also I'm pretty sure that rappers come prepared. You think? I'm pretty sure. Okay, because this is a thing. Okay, I've, I I'm I'm I haven't what? hung out with hip hop people, hip hop, hip hop, yep, <laughs> hip hoppers, hip hop anonymous. I haven't hung out with the hip hop people that often. Maybe like you know four or five times that I can recall. Right. But every time it always ends with some kind of like play a beat, and then everyone just starts rapping, and then it feels it feels like nice and fun, but also like kind of one upsmanship happening sure and like a lot of like it's it's you know it's very like alpha male energy yeah that, that's why i like little dicky so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's like a real beta male when he raps he's a real beta cuck yeah dig it <laughs> but his lyrical flow is incredible yeah and his style is nice he hasn't done much lately i guess he's been working on his tv show yeah he has a whole tv show that apparently is good but I Sec- season season one was good Season two was very like out there, absurd, and a little depressing. So I kind of stopped halfway through. Right, it's all Disney Plus, it. right? I think so. Yeah, it is. Dave, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Dave. I haven't seen a single episode. I have no clue. Mm. And I'm a fan. You check it out. There's, there's a couple just, like there's just too legendary many episodes. things to watch. Oh, speaking of, so I think that's what we're going to talk about a lot today. Because Nathan, <laughs> in the past two weeks or so, We've you seen... and I have watched two movies. Two movies. One of which <laughs> is one of my favorite movies, I think, ever. And one is Bar None, the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> which I guess it's nice. It's like, no, yeah, is okay. this the best movie? It's up there. Okay, top five. This movie's top five for me. This movie's bottom one. Okay, you're right. 
I don't is know about bottom. bottom I don't know. Two, about, I don't know about bottom one. That's a little harsh. But yes, we watched one very, very, very good movie. Like a, probably like a cultural milestone of a movie. Yeah. Like when we start to look back at this, like ten years later. And the other movie, I felt despite its negative qualities, um, it was. I, I'm happy I watched it. This movie does not deserve to be shat on by the other movie. I'm, I'm happy I watched it because then at least I know what people are talking about. Fair enough. Because, like, it it it's it's nice to be part of the conversation yeah. and like have relevant information. Sure. And be like, yes, I wasted my time too. Sure. <laughs> so, one movie was everything, everywhere, all at once. And the best movie I've ever seen is Morbius. <laughs> Fucking Jared Leto just does something to my soul. Masterpiece. <laughs> like, frame, every like frame. he's a bat. And just, every frame was magic. Like they went, f- they were like fast motion, slow motion. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a second to let my heart rate come down from yeah, this if masterpiece. You, if you, if you, t- if you thought Twilight was the best vampire whoa, movie. Whoa, look wait, out Twilight. Wait till you see this. Get, get, get out of the way from Dust Till Dawn. Get gone. It's all about Morbius. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. The only movie I can think that's worse than Morbius, or at least is on the level of it, is Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, with Tom Green. Yeah, I appreciate that movie. It was a very bold step in like anti comedy. Yeah, or like alternative comedy, however you want to view it. But Anti- it, it, was, it was alternative it was, comedy. It was a very dramatic shift of the pendulum way to the other side. But like you, you kind of have to like give it props to have the balls to do that. All I remember was him playing the piano with sausages, which, Daddy, hey, would you like some sausage? related to everything ever all at once. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Yeah, that's literally the only thing I remember. That and like his girlfriend was in a wheelchair and was a real slut. <laughs> like, that's the two things I remember. Like that, that, and that's not my words. That's like their words. Like that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. It's, I, I like that movie. I can't believe Freddy got fingered and everything everywhere all at once are related through thematic sausage finger piano playing. <laughs> that is wild. I love that movie, Freddy Got Fingered, because I watched it at a very formative age. Sure. And it probably shaped my sense of humor in a certain way. That's why I say it was a very bold step forward. Mm. Because like nothing had been done like that in comedy. Not like a because Tom Green at the time was a very bankable star. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Tom yeah. Green show For, on MTV, right? Was yes, yeah. he was a very bankable star once upon a time, and they were like rushing to get him a big lead in a comedy. Yeah, and he decided to do this, and it's great. Was <laughs> like, he also married to Drew Barrymore at the time? I think so. Man, that dude peaked. Oof. Yeah, but he even before uh, Freddie got fingered, he was kind of like the number three or number four guy in like a whole bunch of iconic like like dude comedy I remember movies. It, I, I know you're right, but I can't. Re- was he a road trip? Road trip. Others, <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah. I remember seeing him as like you know just he was in Charlie's Angels. Remember? No, he was. That's how he met his wife. Yeah, wow. I think he played Drew Barrymore's like boyfriend, boyfriend in right? the movie. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, yeah, he was a mainstream comedy star at the time, oh. and they were looking for a vehicle for him, and he made this. <laughs> and I just find it brilliant that What's like they chose they of all the things to do, of all the safe comedy movies that he had done before to do, <laughs> they went with this. What, what was the meaning of the title again? It's like his his dad 
fingered it? I, or was it he accuses that? I don't know. Fuck that movie. Why are we talking? No, I don't want to talk about two terrible movies and one really good movie. No, oh, okay. Because I, I, I could barely remember the plot of Freddy Got Fingered because yeah. the last time I watched it was like, what, 16, 17 years ago? Yeah, sure. But this is the plot. Gordon, a cartoonist, kidnaps his father, Jim, and takes him to Pakistan in response to Jim's earlier insult. <laughs> However, the duo soon realize that they are the ones to get kidnapped and held hostage. Is that really the plot of the movie? <laughs> Who is his dad? It was someone famous, right? How do I not recall any of this Rip. being the plot of the movie? He, they, they go to Pakistan? I don't remember Pakistan at all. Maybe this is a sequel. Oh, uh, oh wait, hold on. The IMDb plot is different. An unemployed cartoonist moves back in with his parents right. and younger brother, Freddie. When his parents demand he leaves, he begins to spread rumors that his father is sexually abusing Yeah, that, yeah that's, I, that, I, that I remember. I don't remember the Pakistan bit. If I, if, I bet you it was just like a throwaway bit. We're in Pakistan. Okay, but come on. Like, like you have to give props to just like... To do that. And, 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 and it's a cult classic. Like, it's not a forgotten movie. You remember it. Yeah. For, for bad reasons, for maybe, bad, yeah. but you remember it. See, this is how bad Morbius is that I'd rather talk about fucking Freddy Got Finger <laughs> than Morbius. And it's the first time in a long time that I remember falling asleep. I think I was out for, I would guess, like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know? I, I was didn't out. even bother waking you up. Nothing yeah, was thank happening. You. I appreciate it. Nothing happened. I woke up. I'm like, what like, happened? I was wondering, like, should nothing. I wake John up? And I'm looking at the screen, but... He can miss this. It's fine. It was fucking nothing. It, 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 there was nothing redeeming about this movie in the least. Like, it looked like shit. The story was garbage. Uh, Jared Leto's weird. Uh, Matt Smith, I guess, was okay. Hope he gets more roles. But I can't... I, even till now, I, like, I picture it in my head, like, the image of this movie. And I'm like, this movie looks ugly. Like, it was shot on a fucking Nokia. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, we, we, thing. we went to this movie... Somewhat voluntarily, I had to convince you a bit. You had to basically <laughs> drag me there. <laughs> but we voluntarily went to this movie um, expecting it to be bad. We yes. knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, we were not the expecting expect- to yeah. see a good movie. Yeah, the expectation was that it was going to be bad. But I really... The reason I wanted to witness this movie is because I was hoping that it was going to be so bad it's amazing. Yeah, like a Venom. Like, like a... No, well... Like a Venom 2 yeah, which I also didn't watch. Yeah, because Venom One was just infuriating. Um, but <laughs> like, like a Suicide Squad. Yeah, the first one. Like or, a fun or like train a, or like a Catwoman, you know? Like, Halle Berry Catman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in that vein that of just weird, horrible decisions, mm-hmm. and like just terribleness, and and it's just a fun time. See, but those movies that you mentioned, as garbage as they are, they have a sense of fun to them. That I think makes it a slightly yeah. redeeming, but, but Morbius the, was shit, and it took itself yeah. so seriously. That's the thing. I think like the studios have gotten smart to like what constitutes like a bad trash superhero mm. movie. Mm. That they didn't do any of those like huge leaps in lo- like like okay, the plot was for the most part logical, extremely straight. Okay, okay sorry, not logical. That's not the right word. It. <laughs> Was straightforward. Yeah, it was straightforward, and like it followed its own logic, despite its lack of logic. Yeah. it followed its own logic. It was it, it it was straightforward, but it was just so mind-numbingly predictable and boring. Okay, like, this one's for the ninety-eight percent of you who haven't seen this movie. So, yeah. Morbius is a doctor, and he has some kind of fucking disease that yeah. makes him not. 
be able to walk. Is that it? No. Something like that. Some blood. Some blood disorder. Disorder. So he grows up to be a very f- smart doctor. He dis- he invents artificial blood. And it's blue. It's blue. Uh, he tries to find a cure for his disease via bat DNA or some shit. Yeah. He ends up becoming a vampire. It starts like lusting for blood, which is great because he invented artificial blood. What was the reason that it had to be bats? I don't know. I slept through that part. That was the beginning of the movie. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. There was a. Re- I think they like this particular bat has some kind of healing factor kind of shit. Really? I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> then there's a villain that comes in who's his best friend who has the exact same power set as him. Then they fight, and the movie's over, and I want my life back. Oh, and then the worst. Like legitimately the worst post credit sequence scenes I've ever seen was fucking Michael <laughs> Keaton. Made no sense. Um, no the, sense. The, what's his name? The uh, Ryan George guy, the 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 um, pitch meeting guy. Oh yeah, he I haven't seen it a, yet. He did a, a one of Morbius. Oh, I haven't. How did I miss that? And he did a one to one verbatim of the dialogue of the post credit scenes. Fascinating. <laughs> And it's it's ridiculous. I'm gonna watch that right it's after we record truly, this. Truly, truly ridiculous. <laughs> like the verbatim written dialogue for those um, fucking post credit scenes. It it was it was that's so funny. Depressing, honestly. That's so funny that a satirical comedy thing only has to just do the material for it to be satirical yeah. comedy. No, okay, thing. but see, I wish that the whole movie was that post credit scene in terms of like the tone and the. I think I would have enjoyed that better, yeah. Right? Because, like, the last... It just felt desperate, but in a vacuum, those scenes were just, like, mm, yum-yum, just dumb, so stupid. Yeah. And I wanted the whole movie to be that, but the whole movie was not that. It was all just very somewhat logical and just annoyingly nothingness. Yeah. Just absolute nothingness. I can't remember anything. Like, the post credit scene made me make this sound. (laughs) And then the rest of the movie made me go like this. Uh, <laughs> and that's my review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there was this big meme going around of how Jared Leto is in cult leader. Um, no, how Jared Leto was like in the worst Marvel movie and the worst oh, yeah. DC movie. That's impressive. Poor guy. That's impressive, if you ask me. I I don't. I've yet to be sold on Jared Leto. And he's got really beautiful hair. That's all I know. And I don't. Is what's the big thirty seconds to Mars song? I don't really know their music at all. But I, I, I don't know either, but I remember being surprised that it was that popular. Yeah, I know that because he's... Because I looked it up on YouTube and I was like, oh, wow, they've got like hundreds of millions of Well, he, they literally have a cult following. You know about that? No. <laughs> like, they had this yearly festival where they like go to an island and everywhere is white and Jared Leto looks like Jesus and they all just praising him. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he sleeps with minors. Mm. Young people, not this people working or caves. Myth. It's one of those things where it's like there's no concrete evidence, but it's like everyone talks about it, kind of a deal. Like Cosby before people step forward. Oof. Yeah, so that's that. Um, that paints a very different picture. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just yet to be sold on like why? Why? I the only movie that I was impressed with him in was uh, D- Dallas Buyers Club and Re- Res- uh, Reservoir Dogs. Sl- what? Eh. Slumdog Reservoirs. What's that fucking movie called? Requiem for a Dream. Oh, Requiem How the for fuck a Dream. Did I get? Yeah. yeah, he was good in that. That was like his first movie. But I've never seen Dallas Buyers Club. I, that's on the list, though. He's. He, it's a very. It's one of those movies that looks boring as hell. It's cowboy but, AIDS. It's about cowboy AIDS. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's and one of those movies. Cowboy it's, it's like one of those movies that on paper just kind of looks like a dull Oscar-y kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you watch, when you get into it, it's actually a very well-paced, well-written, well-acted. It's all there. I'll check it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just one of those movies where it's about like a very specific community and what they experience, and then you learn about this whole like underground drug trade, pharmaceutical drug trade yeah. that happens in Dallas and all that. But yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, but now good movie time. Oh, <laughs> God, I feel gross. No, but legit, everything, everywhere, all at once, I, it is a contender for literally my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. But it was so specifically like, it hit so many of my fucking like uh, artistic G-spots that I, I, I can't help it. Like yeah. the thematic resonance, the sense of humor, uh, and like not to be fucking sounding pretentious but the philosophy the philosophy of this movie yeah. is right in line with my, my philosophy yeah and it's f- f- short rounds in it there's a bunch of asians yeah jamie lee curtis is there yeah there are parts of it that felt like a rick and morty episode yeah this movie fucking blew me away i yeah. still i can't stop thinking about it like what two days after i watched it right yeah i, I think i think for this movie it's okay we talk spoilers because there aren't there isn't really anything to spoil and yeah, not really and I the guess. trailer has everything that it's it's, it's more like if you if you want to go in completely blind then uh, skip this, I guess. I think just like legit pause this, go to your nearest movie theater and go watch it. Like, yeah. Legitimately, it's as just soon as so possible. Good. As soon as possible. It's so good. Yeah, but I think we can talk like vague spoilers because there isn't yeah, really yeah. anything to spoil. Yeah, but, there's um, no like twist. There's no real fucking... Yeah, but but I did take two two other friends with me to uh, mm-hmm. come watch it and mm-hmm. I didn't tell them anything. Mm. And like they were two of my <laughs> Malay friends. Okay. And when the movie starts, the dialogue's all in Chinese. Um, like, How dare you? <laughs> and they had no idea what was happening. They thought it was like a bank commercial. <laughs> 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 they thought it was like a bank commercial, and then it just didn't end. They're like, "What's happening?" And then like, "Oh, this is the movie." And then later, like their minds were like. <laughs> to be fair, I also didn't watch a single trailer. I just I, the oh, only really? thing I saw was the poster. the poster. Only thing I saw was the poster. So I kind of expected like a wild romp kind of movie yeah i I knew that something was going to turn at some point but i did not expect it to go so deep into like the human condition yeah it really dug at your fucking soul it was amazing but i did you have you watched the trailer since no actually i feel like the trailer makes it look more fucking indulgent and pretentious than it actually is yeah yeah i think so honestly um okay so the real quick log line for this movie is that uh it's about a struggling family and the matriarch of this family, played by Michelle Yeoh, who are th- or are on the cusp of losing their business, which is a struggling laundromat because of taxes. Yeah, but they're as about they, to get audited. Yeah, but as they go to the audit, she is visited by the alternate version of her husband from an ultimate alternate universe, and the rest of the movie is them trying to defeat like this ultimate evil that's trying to destroy everything. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And but like the themes though, the themes are fucking incredible. Okay, so I talk about the philosophy of the movie. Effectively, what this movie becomes is that okay, so Michelle Yeoh is battling uh, a, a fucking evil person, and that and they're fucking they're very similar. Jobu Tabani, yeah, yeah, Chewbacca to to Tupoki. That was one of the things they said or something like that. And like it's crazy. Tupaki, that's the name. So like this, Jobu Tupaki, it. <laughs> it's the daughter, whatever. <laughs> it's an alternate version of her daughter. And in the beginning of the movie, it's set up that they can't quite see each other. Like one is a first generation American, one is an immigrant, and there's that s- sense of distance. The daughter's queer, mother can't quite accept it. Um, the grandfather, the Gong Gong, is there, and it's like a whole generational like pain. So like the immigrant story is very deep in there. But then it goes even deeper, where effectively 
Jobutwaki, an alternate version of her daughter from a different universe, has untapped, uh, has tapped into her ability to, to tap into all alternate versions of her variants, if you will, if we use Loki language, right? Yeah. And therefore, knows everything and can do everything. Right? I'm just gonna stop you right here. To anyone that hasn't seen this, this is crazy, right? Yeah, no, you sound insane. I, I, <laughs> and it it's is, impossible it's to follow. Like uh, one, one one review I read, one review I read was like, "It's a Marvel movie from A24," and I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." I don't know. I just think it's impossible to describe. It is. It's it's impossible to describe, but like I think what is because the experience of it is so personal, true, but at the same time very universal. That I think everyone is gonna come in and come out of this with a very deep message, but it might be unique to each person, totally different. And yeah, yeah. But here's one thing that like what I took out of it, like so. So I was sorry. I was all that was to say that the the (laughs) philosophy of the movie, or what I took out of it, was very resonant. Whereas basically. The evil character, like let's just say, the antagonist and the protagonist have very similar views in the world because they have similar powers. They can all, they can see everything and be everywhere at once, which again sounds crazy. But <laughs> anyway, but the 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 antagonist, her whole thing is nihilism, right? Yeah. Because I know everything, I know that nothing matters. Yeah. And if nothing matters, I should just end my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the protagonist, throughout the course of the film, becomes an absurdist, which is what I identify with, which is knowing that nothing matters. The only thing that matters is the thing you give meaning to. And in this case was love and family. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking that like like I cried at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like when that hit home. Yeah. And it's incredible that this movie has like literally a scale that goes to infinity. Yeah. And of every and everywhere. And then also just like a mother and daughter arguing over how fat she is in the parking lot of the laundromat. Yeah. And they happen at the same time, literally. Yeah. yeah. And it's it I was like, this is the greatest fucking movie. So even talking about it now, breaking it down it's makes like me like dark. it even more. It's like dark but condensed. <laughs> Everything's dark to you if you like it. <laughs> Everything is dark. Yeah. And there's some real Rick and Morty type shit. Like literally oh, yeah, no, there's some, some of the university yeah. <laughs> Th- those I won't spoil. Th- no, those no, are the ones those, we shouldn't those spoil. Don't spoil. The but different I will say universes. that I have not been so reactive in a theater in mm. a very long time yeah. i made so much noise huh. involuntary noises <laughs> and like yeah i think it might have it might have annoyed the people in front of me but i really couldn't help it like it was just such sharp writing yeah the performances were like deep like the performances hit a nerve i mean of course coming from an asian oh, also by the way like the entire most of the cast like the protagonist family they're a very traditional yeah. chinese family aside from jamie lee curtis everyone in this movie yeah, is asian very traditional chinese family but the thing is you've never seen a chinese asian family like portrayed like this mm. like not really like they it it what i really appreciated about this movie is that it is it it's potentially going to change so many people's perceptions of what uh kind of stories an asian face can tell yeah and like it's i mean a lot of other things are doing that to break the perceptions as well like squid game and all those other yes. things like but I'm this movie about asian wave baby but this movie just felt so deep and special because of that cultural closeness mm-hmm and like you recognize the accent, mm-hmm. you recognize the language, you recognize all the cultural tropes. Yet, it's not a story about like it's not a story revolving around that on like a shallow basis. It's incredible, like how much this movie had to say. Yeah, it's incredible because like with Crazy Rich Asians, they had all that stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was just surface level. Pretty much, yeah. it was just surface level to go like, "Girl, I know that, <laughs> but I it have was... no shoes in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy." Shang Chi was like that too. Um, <laughs> But it's weird because, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not Chinese. Like, 
I know that that idea of cultural identity and filial piety is like there. Yeah. But I want is that one of the multiple things that was there or was that the background to the the philosoph- philosophical theme which is what I which what I resonated with, right? Yeah. And like the character of Key again fucking played by Short Round. Yeah. I love you Short Round. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh he sounds exactly the same, which was freaky to me. Insane that he has not done a movie in 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. First role in I I like he 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 he's he was a standout for me because yeah. I had no idea who this person was. He, was he looked like acting he looked like off. multiverse Jackie Chan or something. You know what's funny? Uh, wait, sorry. Before I before I say what's funny, so but I resonated with Key's character because his whole thing was like fight with kindness, just be kind. Yeah, yeah. like he was so simple. It, yeah. Just be kind and be happy, and it's like oh yeah, for sure. Fight with kindness. Yeah. Um. So I've been going through screenwriting kick right, and one of the things is like if you find a movie you like, or even if one you dislike, you try to find the script. Most of them are available online, and you read it. I downloaded a copy of the script, of the one Morbius. that was available. Oh god, yeah, I learned so much. There's a. Can you please find the script for Morbius? I want to see it. Burn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I downloaded a copy from Everything Everywhere All at Once by the Daniels. But it was written in 2017, yeah. so it's quite an old draft. I would love to read an updated draft. But originally, the character of Michelle Yeoh was supposed to go to Jackie Chan. Like, so much mm. so that the character's name was Jackie. Wow. Yeah, and I haven't read it yet, but I just skimmed through it a little bit, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, I can imagine a world where... the they Just do it again. Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah something well, I mean, but if Just you did make it with the same movie, but like make it a father this time and cast Jackie, but I, if would, you did I don't it, care. If you did it that way, it's like the one with Jet Li, but with an old Jackie Chan. Have you seen the one? Yeah, but yeah. like not really. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like no, but I think the idea. I, I, honestly, Michelle fight. Yeoh was fucking perfect. Yeah, the pyramid fight. Michelle Yeoh was perfect for this film. Like it's the yeah, perfect yeah. role. No, it was for perfect. The perfect actress. Like to me, it, 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 there was absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. But also, like I'm a Jackie Chan stan, so sure. like I, I would love to see him in a movie like this as well. He doesn't like, have the range of Michelle Yeoh. That, see, that's the thing. Like I, I, I watched an interview where Michelle Yeoh was talking about um, her getting this role for the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. and like she freaking broke down in tears because like she was so happy. She, like she was describing how she felt about like. Uh, how she felt seen, yeah, in, um, by getting this role because nice. like they trusted her with like much more complex and like varied uh, emotions yeah. when she usually gets like a very like strict matriarchal yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Like she and she knows that, but those are like the money That's gigs. Type, and like this is the first time that she's gotten a script that had like so much for her to do. It's so much, even if you only included the main version of her in this movie but mm-hmm. she had to play like 60 variants or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's insane yeah it's such a good movie yeah yeah i i can't think of a movie that had this perfect balance of like humor action and heart like it's like it was two hours 20 and it like they really fucking filled it up that yeah. entire movie i want to watch it again like I, I i thought it was like long but i wasn't upset by it yeah because it was so full yeah yeah, and they put chapter titles, right? Yeah, because it was at the end of the first chapter. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like that was the end of the first chapter because I thought they were just abandoning that whole concept. Yeah, because they put the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and then they went to part two. It's like, oh shit, we still got like a halfway, bit, like a bit to go. <laughs> but Quite like, a bit. but I didn't feel like it was draggy or anything. No, it was just like, yes, more story. I'm not down. Man, all those actors, even the daughter, Stephanie Sue, she's yeah. fantastic. James Hong, man, fucking legend. James Hong, dude. That he's guy, like ninety. That guy 90 was in movies back when like movie posters were painted. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's insane. Yeah. Like, absolutely nuts. If you, if, like, you, uh, James Hong's, if, if you've watched movies ever in yeah. your life, you will recognize You him. may not recognize the name, but I guarantee you'll recognize his face. Yeah. And even, even said that, I can't really pull what else he's been in. He's been in everything. Anything that needed, like, an, an old Asian, Asian man. Old Asian man. He's the go-to. <laughs> anything that needed an old Asian man from, like, the 70s to the early 2000s, he was the guy. <laughs> yeah. And even him. Like, that's the thing about this movie. Everyone got to show their range. Yeah. Like, he was incredible because he his his whole thing was that the character kept jumping in and out of his body. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to, like, in real time switch, like, physicality and, yeah. and acting style. That, that was really cool. I'm just happy this movie exists. Same. And it's necessary for everyone to experience it because... Yeah, amen like, to that. The, sure. the 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 I mean, the representation part is, like, you know, that's that's obvious. But this one felt like deep to me because when i watched crazy rich asians i was like okay cool like this stuff is out there now i guess but like i didn't feel anything from the movie itself that's the thing right when crazy rich Asians came out i'm like oh is this the beginning is this the beginning where asians start getting like on screen and like it slowly trickled in but it's i feel like between this and like shang chi i feel like we've really fucking arrived and i hope it stays forever yeah 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 because like crazy rich i appreciated everything that it did but like not a great movie. Like I, I would never watch it again. Yeah. I couldn't help but feel like it was it was very broad, but like you can't blame it for, for that because it, it that's kind of what it's supposed you know to what be. I mean it's meant to crack the barrier and then the rest yeah. of the f- the Asian flood is gonna go mm-hmm, through that crack, mm-hmm. I think is kind of the thing. Because you needed something that was yeah, a little this palatable one, this, this, to Western audiences. This movie went deep into the crack. Yep. Like yep. it's very But I can't imagine <laughs> someone I mean, obviously if you come from an Asian background, specifically if you're Chinese, you would take so much from it. But I can't imagine someone being completely ignorant of Chinese culture or whatever and like still not getting a lot, a lot, a lot from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. I mean, it's literally, it's the whole thing of being specific to be universal. It's very yeah. specific. It's very specific, but it's a story about everything. Oh, it's and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. I'll watch the movie again. And like, I want to give f- it some time. I want to give it, I, I want to like simmer a little maybe bit like before a week, I watch maybe it again. A week. Yeah. Um, I, I, Speaking of like the shitty filmmaking of Morbius, mm-hmm. the filmmaking of this was so clever, and obviously you know it's a big movie, so like there's breakdowns from Vanity Fair and blah blah blah, all on YouTube, yeah. right? the The filmmaking of this was so clever, so Shoe well thought out. Budget, you see, the budget was twenty five million. Twenty five million. That's insane to me. Yeah, and then the, which sounds the, like a lot, but it's really not compared oh, that's to like nothing, right? Yeah. Fucking hell. And the SFX team, like the special effects team, is like five people working from their com- home computers during COVID. Nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. And everything looks so good. They did so much in camera as opposed to doing post yeah. uh, effects. But like things are sweetened with special effects. And that's like one of the Daniel, the Asian Daniel was like, that's the way the filmmaking is going to be from now on. Like no matter how small your project is, you're always going to have some kind of computer generated imagery. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm down for that. For context, uh, Morbius was 83 million <laughs> budget. <laughs> they owe, I feel like they owe me $1 million because <laughs> I lost piece of my life i want to sue them <laughs> sue them for damages and psychological trauma i'm ultimately so happy i watched it i'm glad though and also for more context spider-man no way home's budget was 200 million so yeah. you know I wonder if that, that probably even doesn't even include advertising no it doesn't even include marketing this yeah. is purely uh, uh, uh um salaries and production budget yeah i believe one um, billion dollar return though yeah but um yeah 25 mil and they made a movie like that like it's inspiring. It truly, truly is. Yeah. Like what you can do with just ideas. Yeah. Between this and fucking Swiss Army Man, which that's another movie I should watch again. Yeah. The Daniels are them and all my favorite directors start with D. Man, <laughs> Daniels, Denny Villeneuve, 
dude who did Morbius. Doctor Doolittle. What a good movie. Doctor Doolittle. Oh no. Oh right. <laughs> did you watch um? Did you watch uh, Everything Everywhere? Did you watch it like in like a regular? Se- you didn't basically. I watched it in the projector. You, you watched it like a more. I watched it at Golden uh, GV Gold. at Vivo City, which oh. By the way, like I haven't been there in a while. It's great. Really, good really one of the best. Top notch. One of the best. Like it feels like a movie time. You were in the big know? big theater. I can't remember. It, no, it was like a medium sized the theater. Medium ones. Yeah, yeah, because they have GV Max there, and that's like huge with like hundreds and hundreds of seats. That one's a real good Ooh. theater. Um, but I just, I, I, I just like like the lobby and like yeah, how theater. It's cozy. It, it feels like a theater. That used to be my home theater. Yeah. Um, I watch it a projector. Which I love the concept of the projector. Like, the beer is good. The yeah. food's good. Seats are shit. The seats are fucking <laughs> shit. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> but what's interesting about that theater is that the acoustics are really good. Oh, so yeah. it really feels like a communal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people were talking, which, you know, fuck you, first of all. But I could hear what they were saying, like, from across the way. But, like, but, but more importantly, I heard, like, the laughter. I yeah. heard the, like, oh, my God, it's, like, it's about my life. Someone said that. It's, it's my yeah. life. My yeah. life. Um, and that was a real nice communal experience. So, nice. pretty much get your shit together and fucking fix your chairs. Come That's on. always great. It's 2022. I watched the later screening, so less people in the theater. So like my, oh, mine was full. My loud responses were very obvious. Yeah, <laughs> my theater was packed, which was quite nice. Oh, nice! Yeah. I would have loved to experience this movie for the first time with a lot of people. Oh, when like, I say packed, I mean packed with social distancing. Why are they still doing that? Because they're serving food. Uh, Wait, but so are the other cinemas. What? But like other cinemas, no, are other also cinemas are also food. are also distanced. Are they? Well, GV was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm all about this fucking movie. Uh. Anyway, what's new with you? <laughs> Speaking of iconic movies, um, how about a nice smooth segue to iconic actors? Sure. And um, a certain slap that we haven't quite oh, fuck. broached. The to- we, had, we haven't had the opportunity to broach the topic. Look, as long as you keep his <laughs> wife's name out your mouth... <laughs> That's the funny thing about that. He got. He's like, oh, you can tell he's really angry because he's speaking in abonics for once. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. That's that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is real, because like the slap when it first happened, I swear it looked like a theater slap to me. <laughs> it really did because he there was a big had, wind up. His back was to the audience. Yeah, and he also did the thing where like his left hand was like touching his shoulder, like his chest. Yeah. When you do that, like it was slap that balance thing. Uh, but like you know how the theater slap you yeah, slap yeah. your chest you slap to make your the chest sound. Miss so your like, partner, yeah, yeah. So like, I genuinely thought it was a bit, and then he sat down, and then he's he he cursed like on twice on live TV, and Lupita Nyong'o is like, Ooh. yeah, it was a, <laughs> yeah. She um, was classy though. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, Chris Rock took that slap pretty well. He just like yeah. So here's the thing about it, right? Like. I know in the context of everything else going in the, on in the world, this has no business taking up too much of anyone's time or yeah. care or, or, you know, I got over it space, right but yeah. you, it's, I, boof, it's undeniably iconic. Yeah. Come on. Like it is an undeniably iconic, like so much so that do you even know what movie won best picture? I don't watch the Oscars anyway, yeah, so whatever. Like, which is a shame because the movie that won the best Oscar, I love that movie. What's, what, which now, one? do I think it isn't best Oscar winner? No. Which movie actually. won it? It's called Coda. Oh, I haven't seen I think that. I talked about it a while back. Right. Children of Deaf Adults. Oh. Great movie. Really heartwarming. Yeah. Good use of music. You would like it. But is it an Oscar movie? No one cares because right. someone got slapped. Two black millionaires slapped 
slapped each other. Okay, but but it's not just two black millionaires. It's it's two cultural icons. Yes, especially if you're talking about like, um, like just pop culture, like like movies and comedy, like all of it. Like they 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 were like the two kings at one point, you know. And like longevity, you know what I mean? Yeah, like and they like both came out around the same time. And I've their streams never quite crossed, at least not to my knowledge. Yeah, I, I believe Chris Rock either. was in an episode of Fresh Prince like long time ago or something <laughs> like that. That's funny. But th- their paths have never quite crossed. But they've always existed as like these two pillars mm-hmm. of like an era that are still going on strong. Yeah, you know, to a certain extent. And like something like that happens. Like this is something that's going to be in like the la- rap lyrics for at least like five, six years, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is like Kanye Taylor. This is like Monica Lewinsky, George Clinton. This is like the kind of stuff that like sticks yeah. in the culture. Fucking George Clinton, that black actor from the seventies. Whoops. Who did I say? George Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Um, <laughs> it's wild, you know, because I think like, I mean, he acted completely out of his fucking head, Will Smith did. But, like, yeah. if he's trying to defend his wife, he's doing a terrible job because now everyone knows what their deal is. I knew vaguely that they were, like, a polyamorous couple or some shit, but I didn't know the details. I didn't know she slept with uh, Jaden's son, uh, I mean, Jaden's like, friend's they, August. They weren't hiding it. They made it very public. Yeah, but I, no one gave a shit, or at least I didn't. That is true. Now everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows Will Smith is a cuck. <laughs> Well, I heard someone give a opinion on this that was fairly interesting, which was mm. a, a few that I found very interesting. But the first one was that um, Will Smith was the shit mm-hmm. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depends on how you see it, but his star is somewhat fading to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms I mean, he of just like, won the best Oscar for, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Weird timing. So if anything, but, it, would, it was about to transition to something else. Yeah. But. Ooh, yeah, bad timing. But... um he was top dog for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And like not to say that he's not like still huge, but there's a lot more happening in the landscape, you know? And I think he tried to stay with the times mm. of like social media mm. and he he went into that. Like a YouTube you know, channel. Yeah, YouTube channel, all of that. And then like he, maybe he realized like, ooh, now like the young people like vulnerability and all of that stuff and then red table talk and then like they just talk about some really weird shit like <laughs> way too public like oh vomiting after sex and shit like that <laughs> like, yeah truth true story um but just like a bit like too much like mm. the definition of tmi maybe mm. but you know so people do that kind of stuff all the time but i don't think they could take the heat from yeah, it yeah. people like the kardashians yeah like they live for that heat right. you know like they fucking like suck in the teat of that heat the teat heat yeah <laughs> heat teaty. um and they just keep rolling like they're they they are like impervious they have like an armor uh, because they just kind of how many scandals have you heard of the, about the kardashians in sure. like the last 10 years alone they just like water off a duck's back yeah they just keep going <laughs> yeah. but then like the will smith stuff like i mean they're just from a different generation mm-hmm. Like, they weren't built for this shit, you know? Like, they weren't built for this, like, current society of, like, constant uh, surveillance and constant feedback loops and, like, knowing what everybody thinks of you. Man, I just really would love to one day just know exactly what the fuck went through his head. Mm -hmm. It's a shitty joke about G.I. Jane, Mm -hmm. which I hope that movie gets a little bit of a renaissance now, which would be (laughs) fucking hilarious. Viggo Mortensen's great in that movie. Yeah. Um, and Demi Moore, obviously. So, like, he, he laughed, and then Jada was upset. Yeah. So, he just, like, how do you, like, I mean, he he took, like, well, I don't know, like 40 steps 
and could have turned around. Yeah. But I guess once you get up, maybe you're committed. Yeah. No, it's 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 wild that he followed <sighs> through with every single step of that action. But um, <laughs> uh, I heard another comparison thing. And I'm not going to go too deep into this because this is like a one-hour video on YouTube or yeah. something. But it was by this African-American teacher um, who is just you know really intelligent guy oh, I like and that. gets into like the cultural experience and a first-hand uh, experience and all that and he basically we'll put it in the show notes and he basically compared this incident to like fresh prince of bel-air which is loosely based on will smith's like real life or something like that yeah right? yeah you're right. talking about like, but like Chris Rock is the Will Smith character? No, Will Smith is the Will Smith character, okay. and Chris Rock is Carlton. Okay. Yeah, Will Smith is the guy that never had to try because he was always like the shit. Chris Rock was the stand-up comedian and like trying to like prove his blackness, but in a different way. That's a real interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll definitely put that in the show notes, and I definitely want to watch that. Yeah, um, but also because I've I, I I'll admit I spent a bit too much time on this <laughs> because I was just so fascinated by like the different aspects to it. Um, not so much the whether the joke was okay or not. That one is, f- fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but whatever. it's more the aspect of like the personal impact of it, you know? And Chris Rock did this interview a year ago on Howard Stern, mm. where if you watch it now, it seems almost prescient. Wow. Like it seems like he is talking about this incident because he basically opens up about how he got bullied in school huh. and how he was a small kid wow. and he just took shit all the time. And he had to, like, again, prove his blackness in a different way. Yeah. And he learned that uh, he learned over time that not only could he not fight back, but it wasn't useful. Um, he had to use his words. He had to use his words. And he learned from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Um, he said something like, when did Elmer Fudd get the most upset at Bugs Bunny? It wasn't when Bugs Bunny dropped an anvil on him or mm. made him slip and fall. It was when Bugs Bunny kissed him. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, whenever he gets bullied, he always responds with love, with, like, a kiss. That's and like, Yeah. And, like, to hear him talk about that experience and, like, that past trauma of, like, being that beat-up kid, it's like, holy shit. Wow. Like, this is this hits different. Has Chris Rock said anything since the incident yet? Not really. I think, like, he did, because he's touring at the moment. Yeah. So he's uh, doing stand-up shows, I but he's not. I thought there'd be, like, videos about it or whatever. No, he addresses it in terms of, like, I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he says, I have a whole other set that I spent the last few months writing. I'm going to do that set. I'll that's talk fair. about the Will Smith thing some other time. I'm sh- I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. But it's funny because tickets for his shows went up by like 1,000% <laughs> or something. <laughs> Chris Rock. What a genius, man. He's <sighs> a comedic genius. Yeah. <sighs> it was just that when that happened, the earth stood still for a while for yeah. me. Like, because like when I say cultural pillars, maybe I'm like, a bit biased to myself that like they were cultural pillars for me. Sure. Like Will Smith was like my guy. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love Wild Wild West. I think I that was a great movie. <laughs> and Chris Rock was one of my favorite stand ups. Like yeah. his I used to download his sets on Kazaa. Yeah. Um <laughs> and yeah, I would just listen to them repeatedly on on, on on the bus or on the train and it's like just cultural pillars in my life suddenly just slapping each other yeah, like stop it daddies <laughs> you know yeah so my my earth stood still for a moment there <laughs> what's the deal so will smith is kicked out of the academy for 10 years Which, but does that mean anything i think oh, he can i think he no i think well i have no idea whatever no, the academy is like just for the oscars it's like the people who vote for the Oscars. that's all it is 
It's not like he's gonna. It's not like losing your SAG card. It's not like being I don't really care about all those other parts. Yeah, I was more just fascinated by like the cultural moment, the cultural moment, the thought process, and also like you know how's Chris Rock doing? Because I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you think Jaden Will Smith's relationship is like stronger than ever now? It's like yeah, you stood up to me from that bad man who called my bald head bald. I don't know, man. I feel like. She's getting a lot of heat. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole other aspect to it, right? Yeah. Very it's like, aspect, like his imagine. actions caused like a whole cascade of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely wild. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what's new with you? <laughs> Not much, bro. Just keeping busy. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe a, li- maybe a little bit of a life update will be right relationship update so like i spoke about my breakup a, wh- a couple episodes back mm-hmm. um then the girlfriend finally moved out mm-hmm. uh two weeks ago yeah and yeah it's sort of like though we broke up in february decided we're gonna take a break in february we lived together all the way till then which mm-hmm. was weird mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then yeah no i feel like I, I feel like i'm going through what i don't really want i don't really want to talk about the breakup because yeah. that is whatever so there are good days and bad days just like everything else but yeah. i just want to talk about like the personal growth that i'm experiencing since then mm-hmm. right the whole i i thought it was a cliche of that whole thing of like you get out of a big relationship you need to focus on yourself i was like what the fuck yeah. does that mean yeah it's bullshit but no, no, I really feel it strongly. Like I feel like yeah. I want to focus on myself, improve myself in so many different ways. Yeah. Like spiritually, fucking psychologically, physically, professionally. Yeah. And it's exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels good. Of course. Like b- because when you come out of a relationship, any relationship, but especially a long relationship. Four years like, for me. Yeah. Yeah, and especially like fresh after the breakup process, you are not at your hundred percent. You've mm-hmm. been through like some form of like like emotional trauma to a certain yeah, extent yeah, for sure, for sure. and like you need to heal from that because whatever you do when you're not at your fullest you might regret when you are finally at your fullest mm. you know or you know whatever you define your fullest to be but, but even just a I'm better version at, of yourself i'm looking at it a different way right because like yeah for sure i wasn't at 100 percent, or i'm not but then i feel like my 100 percent, my new 100 percent is gonna be like 150 percent compared <laughs> to the old version of me you know what i mean yeah it's like it's like that john who was in that relationship is basically dead and i'm just trying to like I'm trying to, and then I'm trying. Uh, no, I'm rediscovering, or I'm discovering who I am now. Yeah, it's very exciting. Awesome, man. That's what I say today. Ask me tomorrow, I'll be like, I miss her so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, but it ebbs and flows. And that's totally just how totally life totally. goes. I'm rhyming so much this episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we life goes. And don't you know that there be hoes, but always be bros. <laughs> Count your toes. Make sure you got tan. Then you think about it all over again. Uh, this is cipher uh, of a broken hearted guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Broke up with my girlfriend two weeks ago. It's going well now, don't you know? I go on dates all over the place. And I also learn the experiences. Oh, I fucked myself with experiences. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to hate on that. That was couple of bars of that, flow i think that was what the kids call mad fire thanks bro it was <laughs> lit it was lit and then fire came out yeah. and now i'm cool again yes but yeah yeah growth yeah yeah and it's, it's weird the timing like mm-hmm. we're with singapore opening up now there's opportunity to stay out there's opportunities yeah. to like go out it's it's it's, it's good it's a good times yeah I, I, li- I like where society is at, Singaporean specifically, yeah. is at the moment. It feels like a nice middle ground. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like I can deal with this for a little while. No masks outdoors, which is such a godsend, which 
fucking freaks me out that still people are still wearing their masks outside. I'm just like, what is going no, on? It's, it's, it's just... You have to accept that it's part of the fabric of our society I now. Guess the so. same way how it stayed with Korea, Japan, Taiwan, China, all these places. Those places like, that are kind of cold and you can breathe if you have a mask. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they still wear it in the summer and all that. It's it's it's, it's it just so. becomes like a personal choice thing. Some people sure, do sure, it sure. if they're not feeling well. Some people do it if they just don't want to wear makeup that day. Yeah. Some people just. That's funny. You know, I guess I, this is makes so sense, total sense. But a, fr- a female friend of mine the other day said, "Like, yeah, I got really good at putting makeup on the top half of my face." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I guess that makes sense." And and your lipstick it. is just like a whole mess. No, it's they don't even put it on. It's like literally the makeup is just like there's yeah, a yeah, square yeah, yeah, where yeah. the mask goes, yeah, which yeah. I think is fucking crazy. Um, but it makes sense. It makes sense. And I think I believe to a certain extent as well. Like the the mask is like a it has like a bit of a safety blanket kind of like situation to it because sometimes when i'm outside and i i don't i know i don't need to wear my mask but i'll still leave it on i think i'm cuter with my mask on anyway Feel so. safe yeah i got a lanyard i got one of those necklace things with my mask which so i don't because that's the thing when i started taking off taking off i was like where the fuck is my mask where the fuck is my mask now i have one of those necklace things which i actually quite enjoy they're the shit they're literally i, th- I think they're a necessity in this day and age very handy yeah i'm surprised more, more people haven't like gotten them but they're absolutely it's because you know why because they just keep them on <laughs> they like fucking eat with them. They just kind of like lift it up and then put a bite in. I even know where oh, there it is. Hey, your mask right next to you. Yes, um, but, yeah. but yeah. So like, what 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 have you been working on <laughs> yourself, I, dude? I thought I was boxing a lot. Yeah. Now I'm boxing a lot. Define that. Um, I used to go. Um, so, okay, since February, I've been going six days a week. I'm still doing that, but I think two or three times per week, I've gone to two classes a day. Nice. So. Today, we're recording this on Wednesday. On Monday and Tuesday, I went to two classes back-to-back. Um, yeah, just saying yes to things. Yeah. Like, people are like, John, you want to go to this? I'm like, yep. You want to do this? Sure. All so, like, right. just, just putting myself Gym out there. carrying it. Yeah, man. Yes, man. <laughs> I mean, yes, man. <laughs> and, yeah, just hunkering down, writing more. Like, I'm fucking my scripts are... are, are um, I ha- I was in a script writing class. It was like an eight week class, and then mm. we had a public reading. And I'm like, this is this pe- people like this. This is cool. Yeah. So that's very inspiring, and I want to do more. I applied for a new job, mm. uh, so we'll see. So just just putting just doing stuff, man. Any hints what that job is? Uh, it's back to Universal Studios as a director Ooh. and a writer, which is good because it's like a nine to five, which leaves my evening free to keep writing and keep doing nice. performance. Nice. We'll see if I get it. It's a long shot, but a writer for Universal Studios, yeah. like copywriter, like writing scripts and writing, stuff oh. for the shows in the park, but. Don't the scripts stay exactly the same? Uh, there's always like seasonal stuff and just right. new stuff and developing stuff and like right, editing right, right, stuff. Right, right. Um, but yeah. 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 I don't know. And like, I don't know if I'll get the job. I don't even know if I want the job, but the fact that I applied for the job, is, eh, it feels like a step forward. No, yeah, I know. Totally. Yeah. So, and, it's, and it feels like a possibly work from home job as well. It could be uh, yeah. part of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, feel, <laughs> I'm feeling in a good place. And again, Check with me yesterday. Check with me tomorrow. I'll probably, I was probably I was shit, and I might be shit again. But it is what it is, man. It's a process. You tell your story that you want to say, man. So like, I'm focusing on the positive right now, and the positive is just as true as the negative. But it's whichever story you decide to tell, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Own it. Own it. Own it. Living life. Fun times. Yeah, I'm the I'm also the lightest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking very svelte. Thank you. This I, t-shirt I think looks so a little too. loose on you. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like I took this, I took a selfie of myself the other day, and I was like, "Whoa, who's that guy?" <laughs> so I just want to keep it up, keep it up, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've talked about the value of exercise on this podcast many it's times. It's so good. Yeah, it's just I, I I worked out for the first time in a while this morning, and I feel like sharp as a tack. 
You feel shit is attacked too, right? A little bit, yeah. Sore. Everything, everything is starting to kicks hurt. In. Everything is starting to hurt already, and it's only been like <laughs> two and a half hours. So no, tomorrow like, you're gonna be fucking like, I can't lift my arms. Yeah, tonight is gonna be a fun time, <laughs> dude. Like with boxing, right, man? I I I didn't know how fucking sore my abs could feel. Mm-hmm. Man, we work our abs a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta be able to take the body shots. Well, it's also just like the it's you generate power yeah. from your core, mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. twisting and stuff. But yeah, I walk around like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, speaking of fights, just for a real niche moment. Oh, real niche. Let's go. There's a lot of fights this past weekend. Holy shit! <laughs> but the 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 event with uh, uh, Volkanovski Korean Zombie as yeah. the headliner, which I I missed the last two. I watched everything except the championship fights, which is annoying. Yeah, I had a rehearsal. Honestly. But they weren't that good, right? The they were, they fight. were okay. They were okay fights. They were exciting in their own right. I'm just sad Korean Zombie lost. I was both, like, come on, Asian both, champion. Both those title fights had like an interesting kind of story behind both of them. Mm-hmm. But the Hamzat-Gilbert Burns fight was like... That was <laughs> intense. <laughs> that was such a good... Look, like legit, I know we talk about fighting and you guys are like... <laughs> but like, if you if we piqued your interest in any way at all, yeah. hopefully... I mean, I would be surprised if Dana hasn't put on YouTube yet. But yeah, no, watching the Gilbert Burns, uh, how do you pronounce Chemayev? Yeah, that was a fucking epic fight. Yeah, because this Chemayev guy, he's like this Chechenian, Chechenian, Chechenian. Yeah, this Chechenian guy who's like been dominating. He's been like crushing everyone he's come across. Ever His since fights he debuted, barely last a minute. Yeah, ever since he debuted in the UFC, he's had four fights before this last one he he had, mm-hmm. and in those four fights, he was hit once. That's crazy. He was hit one and time. Two of those fights were like six, two months apart or something like that. Something crazy like that. He was a last minute. Replacement. No, they were ten days apart. Ten? What? Yeah. The f- he really? fought one event, um, and it was in Dubai, Fight uh-huh. Island. <laughs> he did get punched once. Stupid name. Um, Fight Island. Yeah, he did this one in Dubai. He didn't get hit in that fight. Um, and then, because he had no damage, like, in his post-fight interview, he was like, I don't care, brother. I will stay. I will fight next <laughs> week. Give me fight, brother. I will smash everybody, brother. <laughs> yes, brother. Come yeah. on. And <laughs> Look at my hair lip, brother. <laughs> and, uh, Come on, I smash sure enough, feet. they did. They gave him a fight the very next week. Very so, like, 10-day turnover. And uh, he won that other fight just as quickly. Yeah. And then they gave him a somewhat legit guy. Uh, he beat that guy with the first punch he threw. And then he fought a real contender in this Chinese guy, Li Jingliang. Yeah. And he just manhandled Demolished him. Demolished him. He picked him up, brought him over to Dana White, the fucking president of USC, slammed him on the ground. and was like, Dana, look what I can do. Dana, Daddy Dana. <laughs> look, look, look. Give me a shot. But then, okay, which leads up to this fight with Gilbert Burns. And... Uh, technically, Chimaev is ranked 11th? Yeah, 11th. Uh, yeah, 11th. We're quite high. Yeah. And he fought number two. Yeah. And it was an epic fight. Gilbert epic Burns, fight. Gilbert Burns had a lot of balls taking this fight. Because Dude, he had it could have gone either way. At he the end of everything three to rounds, Nathan had it as Burns winning. And I was at Chimaev. I was like, but like, it could have gone either way. It was yeah. such a good fight. Yeah. And like... He had a lot riding in this fight. And this... The, the, the result was best of both worlds. Because... It's it, it always sucks when a hype train yeah, gets derailed. Gets derailed like you kind of want to see the hype train go go the full the go all the way, baby. Go the full Conor McGregor. He's you know? a real ni- likable guy too. Yeah, um, but the best of both worlds happened because he won, but Gilbert Burns kind of won the hearts. Respect. You yeah, know? he won because like he he walked in there getting booed, but he walked out there getting cheered. Yeah, and you know if that whereas Hamzat was the reverse. <laughs> if that fight was f- was he booed though? Yeah, no. dude, listen to his post fight interview. He's getting booed uh-huh. like. Because yeah. people thought he lost? No, I think because pe- maybe some people thought yeah. he lost. But I think it was more that like... Ukraine fans, a lot of... No, it's more that people wanted him to dominate. Ah, uh, yeah, true. And he didn't. He won okay. by decision. Yeah. 
Like, because people uh, were expecting him to roll smash through him. Smash below. Yes. And he didn't do that. It was a good fight. Yeah. And honestly, if the fight went for five rounds instead of three, maybe it would have gone Gilbert Burns' way. You don't know. Yeah. Like, it was a great fight. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Swiftly moving on. <laughs> and back. Yeah. Right. But Hello. Hey, wake up. Wake up. No, wake but, but, up. but it's, it's an exciting time. Like, I wake mean, up, listener. Um, they're bringing a UFC pay-per-view event to Singapore like a in legit, June. legit, like, actual numbered UFC event, which yes. is exciting. Yeah. First time. First time they're doing a numbered UFC event in, in, in Asia, I believe. Yeah. And Let's go. Give me tickets, would you? I know you're going to get tickets. Yeah, I'll get tickets. Give me tickets. Not free ones. I'm going to buy yeah, them. No, I'm so gonna, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I mean, there's an audience for it in Singapore. For sure. For real, yeah. And, like, so. Evolve is growing. Uh, yeah. A new f- a juggernaut just opened uh, a new outlet. So, like, fighting is coming up. So, like, honestly, I don't know, man. It's, I think, I, I, again, I'm just, I could have blinders on because I just love it so much. But yeah. if you are one, are looking for an active sport, Consider combat sports. Yeah. It's really fun. It's like mentally interesting. Yeah. Um, every time we get to the end of the class, I'm like, really? That's it? That's been 45 minutes? <laughs> and it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Get into it. Um, did Get I talk about going to the 1FC event on this podcast? No, you haven't yet. Yeah, yeah haven't I'll just briefly go on that. But like, it was just fucking mind-blowing because I went to the 1F- 1X, whatever they called it. I don't know how they do their events. <laughs> They're all named different things. Yeah. Um, but they did it at the Singapore Indoor Stadium. This was March 26th. Yeah. And it blew my friggin' mind because it was a full indoor stadium. Like you haven't seen that many people in, together in one space no, at one time. I can but imagine. But with masks, but no social distancing, mm-hmm. fully packed stadium. Mm-hmm. I got a whiplash in terms of like how the hell did we get here when like literally like five days ago we were like it was still pretty tight. Just finishing the Omicron wave, baby. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, this was even before the ten packs rule. Mm. took effect i believe because the 10 packs rule i think only took effect like april 3rd or 4th or something like that but um yeah that was insane to to see and witness like a full indoor stadium for the first time in i don't know like two and a half years right um and just fun to have that shared experience um Although I didn't like it when people started booing at the fights because they weren't "quote unquote" exciting. That's lame. Yeah, you know I got mean? really upset when it that happened. It also shows quite a bit of ignorance on the audience's point of view. I got really upset when that happened because, like, it was pretty like intense, almost to the point that I believe it influenced the referee, Ugh. the referee's decision to give a yellow card for inactivity. So disrespectful. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I, I did discover that I prefer watching MMA at home on a TV. <laughs> Yeah, ultimately, right? <laughs> yeah, because like when they start grappling, I can't see shit. W- were you like on floor level or were you slightly above? Floor level. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Like a, a friend of mine watched. I he regret said that. He, he was like on the third tier. Yeah. He's like, it's perfect. You get the perfect angle to view in. Yeah, I regret that. Um, but yeah, the moment they start grappling, I can't see a damn thing. And then I just end up watching the screen. And then like, yeah, you just miss a lot of things, yeah. I guess, when you're watching it live. No, but but, I, the, but, the, but the live intensity is yeah, very fun. Yeah, that's what I'm down for. Yeah. And I'm not particularly attached to anyone at this UFC, so it's just like... But it's such a good one. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about this for no, a little bit No, but I don't more. have a personal connection to anyone in this one. That's which why I'm happy to watch it yeah, live yeah. and experience that. Yeah, but it's like... What glo- is it again? June? Glo- June 12th or Oh, something. never mind. I'm not in town. Fuck. Oh. Eh. But it's Glover Teixeira, who is Light a 45-year-old man... Yeah who fought for the championship in his last fight after a long career of never, ever getting anywhere close. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, no, he, he just never won it. But um, he finally did at the age of 45 yeah. after beating a bunch of young lions. And, like, it's yeah. intense. Yeah. 
it's just such a story. Anyway, who else? Is, what else? <laughs> okay, we're not talking much longer. But who else is the other intriguing? The co-main event is Valentina Shevchenko, Ladies. who is a Russian spy in real life. <laughs> I think because she fights like a Tekken character and like speaks five languages and is like a marksman expert. She should be in Ukraine. What's she doing here? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what a wuss. I think she's Russian. <laughs> yeah. With a name like that, what? yeah, it seems like a pretty good hint. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm going to miss it. That's so sad. No. Anyway, sorry about that. Genuinely. <laughs> uh, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Hello, listener. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I've got to wrap this up pretty soon. i got a meeting to get to, but anything else you want to chat about? Your condo is getting very close to being ready. That's exciting. Yeah, you it had a delivery of a washer be, and a dryer. Yes, it can't. Which I don't know if it's done. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's probably going to be able to. I, I can probably start moving in like possibly next week. Even let's go housewarming party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to take a while yeah. um, before because it's going to be a while before I furnish the place properly. Sure. Um, but yeah, we can set in the floor. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun. But um, I'm just really excited. I, I, it. I think it's been so long. Since I got the place mm. and started the Renault process, that like it just doesn't feel real anymore. Sure. Like the excitement's kind of like died down like a lot. It's it went from a dream to like a dream. Like you know, <laughs> no, it just th- it, it just it just became like a place that's there that I ca- that I can't be inside. It's like <laughs> tedious now at this point. It's just tedious. It just doesn't feel real yeah, until yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think it'll start feeling real once like. I start setting the bed up and everything. Sure, sure, then sure. yeah, that uh, and like I lie down and look at the ceiling. That's when it's gonna start feeling like. What if a, you're like, oh, I hate this place. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Well, so no. far, like I'm really into it. It gets a lot of wind, yeah, nice that's sunlight. Great. Um, that's exciting when a house becomes a home. That's very nice. No, it's gonna you be mean? a while, I think, but because it's it's I sure. I'm really taking my time with furnishing. Sure, I don't want to sure. go all out yet. Just kind of slowly build it, but. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah, I, it's, I can't quite conceive it, but it's happening. Looking forward to checking it out. Mm-hmm. All righty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded an episode. There's, I feel like there's so much to talk about, but yeah. That's was there funny. anything pressing like, or some, anything that happened in the world that was significant that we didn't touch on? You know what's weird? I feel like Ukraine and Russia are just like tied. <laughs> this war is just kind of it's kind of going on, on and on, but nothing's really like happening. Which I guess it's weird. optimistic that like th- they're lasting a lot longer than anyone thought they would. Yeah. Because that increases the chances of Russia just going like, all right, fuck it. Well, they recently assigned this or new is this general even... who's supposed to be a real fucking monster. Oh. Like the, they, now, they now have a proper general leading the Russian army. So Cause like, Oh, Jesus. Because like the, the actions that they have committed, like Russia, I mean, they're irreversible at this point, 100%. Like the, they've crimes. lost all goodwill yeah. from like most of the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that just like it makes me think like what then is in their best interest like to keep going and just kind of follow through yeah or stop and then still get shat on I mean, it's a real lose lose right yeah mm-hmm. and I, and th- that's what that's what worries me that like that that they are in a lose lose situation yeah. and like what happens then eh, halfway in might as well go all the way <laughs> oh, Poland let's go yeah Poland is like fucking. Arming to the teeth, apparently. Getting oh, on it ready. God. Station troops around the border. Crazy world we live in, man. Yeah, it's it, it's just such a part of the world that I can't even like conceive mm. because I've I don't know anybody from there. I've never been close to there. Mm. Like I have very little like relation to there. But you can relate to the human condition of it. Of it's just that like it 
it feels almost like another planet, you know, like yeah. which is wild. Which, which it's 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 so hard to like grasp this concept of like this is happening here. Yeah. Like the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been going on for so long that you can't help but wonder like, is this the next like Israel Palestine? Hard to say. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You know, this is one of those things that is gonna be there. You know. I hope it's over soon. It's for fucked like up. What's going on over there? I don't know how it's gonna end, but I hope it ends. Because, like, if you think about it, people talked about the war in, like, Afghanistan, like, the war the in Iraq. Endless war. The, yeah, endless wars. Yeah. Like, lots of them, but, like, maybe because, they, again, they were happening in very far-flung places that people couldn't mm-hmm. conceive. That at some point, it's just, like, that's that that's what happens there. Wah-wah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the gradual indifference, I feel, that is it's so hard to grasp. Sure. Yeah. Oof. Well, anyway... This was episode 199. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, you know, it's always nice to end on a terrible <laughs> note. I blame you. This was you. <laughs> you said what's happening in the world. I'm like, that's what's happening in the world. Uh, I'm um, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about Surely there's a it. nice thing that happened. Nope. Um, Morbius happened. Fucking piece of shit. Well, this was episode 199, Nathan. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, 200 is coming up. What the fuck? Well, we have to do something. We have to do something. We have to do something. Yeah. Just wait and see. Yep. Maybe we've already done it and it's in the bag. Maybe by the time you've listened to this, we have thought of something. <laughs> it's possible. I have some ideas. But anyway, until then, thanks so much, listeners, for listening. You've been great. You've been fantastic. Happy to keep you company as you ride the bus, do your laundry, make love, perhaps. If you do make love, let us know. <laughs> Hold on, this is podcast stupid. They're talking about fighting. Oh yeah, that's the spot. I'm not gonna rap about this. I re- simply refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with good hands